3: I know I'd go from rags to riches
2: if you would only say you care. Hey, and welcome to Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese film Goodfellas One Delicious Minute at a Time. I'm Ron Richards, and here with me is Josh Flanagan. Hello. And sitting in for Connor Kilpatrick is the dynamic duo, the originators of the, the movie Minute analysis podcast format Pete the Retailer. Hello. And Alex Robinson. Hey everybody. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for joining us again. Well, Our pleasure. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having
4: us back. <laughs> we weren't sure we were gonna be invited back after that thing from you know
2: yesterday. <laughs> and that thing. No, we took care of that took thing. Of that thing. Right. Yeah. With yeah. the aprons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jerks. Real jerks. jerk. You're all real jerk. You're a real jerk. All right. So uh, minute number 12 begins with the panning – picks up the panning shot of the basement casino that we saw uh, in yesterday's episode um, as Henry is delivering the sandwich and we see Tootie and Polly watching over everybody. and Tootie. Uh, uh, Tootie. And it, uh, the minute ends with the historic meeting of Henry Hill meeting Jimmy Conway played by Robert De Niro. So, Jimmy, I'd like right. you to meet – Yes. So I talked about it yesterday. Uh, Henry delivers the sandwich very gallantly in this minute, and I don't understand why. I've watched it about seven times, and it's very weird.
1: Well, <laughs> as we go through this minute,
2: um, especially the next,
1: the next few, uh, I'm going to have other examples of not wonderful acting by that kid.
2: Oh, oh no, yeah. Oh, the, this, is, this week is the highlight of how bad young Henry is as an actor. <laughs> and I will be honest,
1: because of the way that this movie moves, I had never noticed it. It's yeah. true. Um, yeah. But watching it in this format, I was like, "Ooh, yeah. he doesn't have any idea what he's doing."
3: Yeah, <laughs> he totally got cast solely because of those eyes. Yeah, no exactly. Yeah. Those That's dreamy it. eyes.
2: <laughs> All right. So, so, so th- this minute uh, continues the count of great shots of Paul Servino. <laughs> Not so much a menacing or you know kind of negative, but a more of a satisfied, proud Paul Servino as he stands watching over his. Uh, uh, gambling empire tacitly (laughs) it's one of the finest
1: tacit performances in the history of cinema yes i
4: think that's just resting paul sorvino is just kind of (laughs) benevolent just kind of you know uh warm fuzzy paul sorvino yes I like if
1: you were to run into him when he's not looking like you would just dissolve against him like he's very (laughs) solid
4: right solid but but warm and accepting
3: I like the concept of resting Paul Sorvino. It's like, the, like a wrestler or something. <laughs> resting Paul Sorvino. As
2: opposed to
1: jogging Paul Sorvino. Yeah. parkour right. Paul Sorvino.
2: <laughs> so so after we see benevolent Paul Sorvino, the camera pans over, and what leads to Robert De Niro's entrance, but if you eagle eye viewers will notice uh, that our anonymous gangster is seen sitting at the table with Paulie Walnuts again and pete and alex to fill you in there is one of the crew of paulie and tootie's crew who we do not know who he is we cannot find the actor's name we don't know who he is and he keeps appearing throughout the movie and it's driving me crazy
4: i'm gonna have to go look at this now in between uh, uh, yeah and it
1: it don't it's the star wars minute format that really bothers me that i can't it's like it would be if you couldn't tell me who that imperial officer was yeah Mm -hmm. and it we can't, we can't figure it out. It's not Anthony yeah. Stabile, I can tell you that much. It's not fan <laughs> Andy. Uh, well, so
3: that's yeah. the beauty of Star Wars, is that every single character has been ruthlessly, like, yeah. you know, backstorified by nerds all over the world, so... Uh... Well,
2: yeah, we're, we're lucky that the Goodfellas trading card game didn't really take off in the 90s, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> where, where is what we have here to deal with is the actual real-life events. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. So, yeah.
1: speaking of real-life events, here we meet Jimmy Conway. Uh, we're yep. going to talk more about him later. This is the entrance in the timeline of the movie. We'd already seen him in the flashback in the cold open. Robert De Niro as his character. And uh, so the first thing I thought is that this time, uh, Jimmy Jimmy's supposed to be 28 or 29. Yeah. My ass. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, an, there's another more egregious example of that coming up. But yeah. This one here is, is pretty rough, and, and we talk about how Jimmy is tipping everybody. Enormous sums of money. So I did uh, – yeah, the bartender gets, gets 100 just to keep the ice cold. Doorman gets 100 for coming in. So would you like to know how much $100 is worth, uh, $1956 to today's dollars? Sure. No. Yes, absolutely. $100 in
2: 1956
1: is equivalent. Wait, 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 wait. $100 is worth $100, right? True. Uh, <laughs> in 2015 dollars, <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. that's $876. <laughs> Jesus – that wow. would be
3: so much more cumbersome these days to have to, you know, feel uh, singles and out. change. Because <laughs> right.
4: uh, you get a 50 and a 20 and a 5 and a 1. It's yeah. like, uh, come on, what are you doing? I do,
3: I do like that it includes one of each bill, though. That's kind of a good... Uh, that, is, yeah. that is a
1: massive tip. I, yeah. And I was listening, I was like, 100 bucks. Like today, okay, if you're really rich, you get away with it. But that, that's either wrong, which I don't well, think the case, or he had so much money that he could he could do that. And that 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 talks a lot about what the Enterprise was like as well as sort of their ability to deal with money.
4: Yeah. Right. Or, I mean, is there a certain allowance for kind of bluster in this for him? You know, it's like nostalgic. Like, yeah, I mean, this guy was so cool. He was doing like...
2: Yeah, they did this exaggeration going on, which, yeah. let's be honest, Henry Hill in real life was known for exaggeration. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Yeah. So was the $100 to the bartender for keeping the ice cubes cold really $10, you
1: know? Mm-hmm. So. That's just how he remembers it in that sort of legendary tall tale
4: kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
1: That's it. the best. Like, that makes the most sense.
4: Yeah. Over the course of the bartender's life, he gave him $100 <laughs> for keeping the ice cubes cold.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so that brings up a question, though. Also, Robert De Niro was actually 46 at the time. <laughs> just to let you know the, the level of makeup and CGI they had to do. Really? Because um, I don't
1: think they bothered that much
3: at all. <laughs> hey it's bobby
2: yeah right
3: so so in a movie do you think if you see something in a flashback so I, i'm intrigued by the idea of henry as unreliable narrator Yeah, right so do you think something you see in the flashback is automatically like true or do you think you're seeing it through henry's eyes so if like he remembered robert de niro you know having a pet kangaroo even though he really didn't right. if you see, would you see the kangaroo or would it just be implied but, that there was a kangaroo?
2: Yeah, well, that's a that's a good question as to whether or not this scene is from Henry's memory or testimony. we're just. Yeah, or te- yeah, it's from his testimony. But like the camera there, there's that long pull in on young Henry watching it all happen and young Henry as an actor trying not to act. But then was that a, also calls into question all sorts of
3: things throughout the movie. Yeah. You know, whether that they really happened or whether this was Henry's just kind of fanciful, exaggerated take on it.
2: Oh, God, do you think this is like Newhart? <laughs> like no. the, the movie, the, the real ending of the movie was Henry Hill waking up, going, Oh, I just had the craziest dream. <laughs> we were all mobsters.
4: And you were there, and you we
2: were there. And Jimmy was there, and fellas. Tommy
4: was
3: there. We were all good fellas. Well, what <laughs> movie was movie? Free stream he on, them. <laughs> on them. I can't even think of any Ray Leota movies that he would be waking up in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
2: yeah, Narc. like, uh, NARC. <laughs> Karina, 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Copland. <laughs>
1: one where he's an arsonist.
2: Yeah. He so, so d- do we really need to go into any Robert De Niro background information? Or can, safe to say that everyone knows who Robert De Niro is? Yeah. And at this point, <laughs> yeah. he was fairly. He was. He was
1: Marty's Leo back then. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> as I mean, you know, he had been. He'd done Taxi Driver and Raging Bull and uh, King of Comedy and. Does that cover the main
2: ones? Leading uh, up to this, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mid- Midnight Run. Well, that's not. Mi- not uh, March says, yeah, but just, no. yeah, uh, yeah. That no, was kind of. Li- and then after this, he did Cape Fear and A- casino, casino and yeah, all that stuff. He's uh, De Niro. He's Bobby. Yeah, he's Bobby. They had their thing. They had the uh, the wonderful line: "The Irishman's here to take all you guineas' money."
1: <laughs> and he laughs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so backing up though, so moving, so moving away from Jimmy, before we see Jimmy, Henry Hill is narrating, Ray Liotta is narrating, and he's talking about what a glorious time it is as represented by a bunch of sweaty Italians eating sandwiches in a basement playing cards. And in the span of five words, he makes references to things that he's assuming we know what he's talking about, but I've got a good feeling that no one now knows what he's talking about unless you're really into mafia history. Right. Oh, it, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So he says. So, he said <laughs> it was a glorious time. It was before Appalachian and before Crazy Joe started a war. Okay. So this, this is the moment I've been waiting here for. This is the Clone Wars of Goodfellas.
0: Hmm. <laughs> I
2: like it.
1: Because <laughs> it's not referred to. It's not explained. It's a fact of life. This is the thing that happened after that. Yeah. That's and true. this is all affected by that somehow. But we're not going to know what it is.
2: Right. And I don't think well, that well, this the, will spawn a thing, cartoon. But, no, but the oh, thing was. Yeah, oh that would be an amazing cartoon. It would be very funny. But the thing is is that like seeing this movie in 1990 when it came out, my dad knew what Appalachian was and and what and who Crazy Joe was. I didn't know. When I was a kid, you know, when when I saw this movie, I did, I this I remember these lines because I went back to look it up because I was like what is he talking about? Mm-hmm. So, what he's talking about is two events that happened after this day at the casino that uh, were really bad moments in Mafia's history. Appalachian refers to uh, a meeting uh, held on November 14th, 1957 of uh, over 100 mobsters from New York City, Chicago, Philly, LA, Pittsburgh, Cuba, Italy. And uh, it was called by Vito Genovese, or Genovese, sorry, to kind of uh, confirm that he was taking over as the head of the the commission and head of the Mafia. And uh, it was held at a mobster's home in Appalachian, New York, which is in upstate New York. Uh, Joseph, Joe the Barber, uh, uh, Joe the Barber, Barbara, I mean, Joe the Barber. Yeah, Joe the Barber. It was his house. And what happened was is that all these over a hundred mobsters converged on this small uh, upstate town, and the local police noticed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they noticed a lot of fancy cars and limos and didn't quite understand it. So they set up a lot of roadblocks and then eventually raided Joe, Joe the Barber's house and arrested 60 mobsters. <laughs> and oh, it was really- charge?
1: <laughs> Just
2: like <laughs> being mobsters. And it was really, it was a big, big, as my mother would say, malafagu, that it was the first public acknowledgement that the mafia existed, even though the mafia doesn't exist. But it was all over the papers and it was a big deal, it was a big embarrassment. And it, it was really kind of killed Vito Genovese's run of power from the get-go. Right,
4: because was it Hoover was the – who's the, the – The head of the FBI? Yeah. yeah, at the time. And he was like, no, no such thing exists. Yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. We just found 60 Italians running around in the woods upstate. Like, what do you
3: <laughs> – uh, One detail I thought was funny was that, you know, they did, as Pete said, they ran and disappeared into the woods and they, you know – the, the article, like, I think it was on Wikipedia, said you know sp- specifically mentioned the fact that their suits got all messed, their expensive suits got messed up, traipsing through the woods, <laughs> and that uh, for months afterwards, locals were finding hundred dollar bills being blown throughout <laughs> the woods, which is weird because what did they just run out with stacks of cash, like which in just throwing them?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. true. Yeah. That's like yeah. like a thousand dollars at
3: least. <laughs> Yeah, all that change blowing around. <laughs>
2: so to answer Josh's question earlier, they were arrested and charged with conspiring to obstruct justice by lying about the nature of the underworld meeting. Hmm. <laughs> Conspiracy yeah.
4: to obstruct justice is a crazy yeah. charge.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> it's like we're thinking about obstructing the justice <laughs> together. Yeah. So, uh, so that's Appalachian, and then this one was a little less known. But, uh, but, but when Henry says uh, before Crazy Joe started a war, this refers to Crazy Joe Gallo in nineteen sixty-two. Was was Morgan Freeman anyway? (laughs) Go on. Uh, In nineteen sixty-one, Joe Gallo was a he was a member of the Profacci crime family, uh, which later became the Colombo crime family in our modern times. Uh, Just one more thing. (laughs) <laughs> and actually, interesting note, uh, what's what spawned the Appalachian meeting was the murder of the mob boss, Albert Anastasia, and it's believed that crazy Joe Gallo was the one who killed Anastasia in 1957. So crazy Joe Gallo you know, kills uh, Anastasia. They have the Appalachian meeting. Big embarrassment. Uh, but in 1961, Gallo uh, made a play to take over the Perfacci crime family, and he tried to kidnap the entire Perfacci crime family leadership <laughs> um but uh the head of the family Profaci, escaped uh but his brother-in-law and several other bosses were kidnapped basically this led to a uh a mob war which if you've seen God- the Godfather you know like going to the mattresses and all that sort of stuff you know basically all of 1961 uh Joe Gallo's crew were in hiding and they couldn't they couldn't earn because every time they' go out they'd get there there was fighting and murders and all that stuff but eventually they ran out of money and so uh Joe Gallo went to extort a restaurant owner the restaurant owner then went to the police and Gallo was arrested. So Crazy Joe refers to the mob war of 1961 in New York City. I saw that referred to
4: as the first Colombo war, and I just started giggling because that's uh, outside of the context of organized crime. It's a funny thing to think of.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, But yeah, you said uh, you think that the Crazy Joe is less well-known than the Appalachian thing? I I think
2: so. Yeah, I think so. I had heard
4: of, of Crazy Joe Gala, but I'd never heard of the Appalachian thing before researching this just now.
2: Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, I feel like I feel, uh, you know, growing up on Long Island, we probably <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering somebody in Nebraska, you know, like I feel like Appalachian right. was was national news, whereas Crazy Joe was more local. But yeah, hmm. who, who knows? So on the music beat, the song that's being played in the background is Speedoo by the Cadillacs. Yeah, uh, they were a doo-wop group from Harlem. Uh, the song was released in 1955. And it was their biggest hit coming in at number 17 on the pop charts. And Connor checked in with a not so fun fact about the Cadillacs. Can I share it with you guys? Sure. Yes. So, so, Connor sent this in. He says, uh, he wrote it very formally, so bear with me. Uh, <laughs> Dear sirs. Uh, yeah. he said, uh, Connor says, as most people know, the musical acts of the doo wop era were routinely financially exploited by their labels uh, and management, and the Cadillacs were no different. Uh, the lead singer of the Cadillacs was Earl Speedo Carroll, who took his nickname from the song that is in the movie right now. He was also the custodian of Connors Elementary School, PS87, in New York City. And all the, kids oh, wow. called, all the kids called him Mr. Earl. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Connor, said, w- w- Connor said, while everyone at the school was sad and bewildered that this man whose song we heard in films and on the radio all the time pushed a mop down the hallway, we were also grateful. He seemed to know all the kids' names, and he always had a joke or a piece of advice at the ready. Um, and he said also uh, all the Cadillacs lived in the area, and they often had some really great music at their school assemblies. Um, and then he gives a little anecdote. And Connor said that for years, on Connor's mom's refrigerator, there was a photograph she took with Connor, his brother, his sister, uh, with Mr. Earl at his sister's graduation from PS eighty seven. And unfortunately, Mr. Earl died three years ago this November. And while the news made everyone that Connor grew up with sad, talking about Mr. Earl never fails to bring a smile to everyone's face. So a little, Aww. a little, wow. uh, a personal connection to Goodfellas in, in in our world. So
4: yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, tragic and ultimately sad. Yes. But, yeah.
3: Goodbye, funny man.
4: Yeah, <laughs> um, the lyrics to that are what ties it to the scene. Yep. Because he says, uh, you know, um, I'm known for, well, you know, they, you know, they call me Speedo, but my real name is Mr. Earl. I'm known for meeting brand new fellas. And here we're meeting. <laughs> yeah, brand new fellas. new fellas, good fellas.
1: <laughs> that's what they were. And,
4: and boom, there, yeah. there you go. So here, the, that's the, so the, probably the most literal tie in. That's Marty Marty
2: really focused in on the songs. Well, that's yeah.
4: because he couldn't get the rights to
2: Six six Fucking Aprons yeah. in the last scene. <laughs> <laughs> that huge song. You, you guys all right. know it. Yeah, it's a Dean Martin sure. song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, any other notes for this uh, minute? Uh, yeah, I had one.
1: Okay. Ron, when I go out with you, you order a 7 and 7. Is this the
2: reason why? Uh, surprisingly, no. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. I did, I did I, not realize the Nero orders a 7 and 7 until we were watching these minutes. I had some
4: data for that, but I had it in tomorrow. I okay, listed for tomorrow.
2: Okay, we'll 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 leave we'll cliffhanger. So there you it's go.
4: It's a it's a very small bit of data, and not worth uh, hanging on a cliff for. But <laughs> uh, I also wanted to update our our F count. Yep, nothing nothing in this one.
3: Wow. So, so yeah, it's
4: one I for thought the it a, now.
3: I thought it was a little bit dull. This
2: yeah. it's, it's such yeah. a good party that nobody's upset. He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out happy. money like it's candy. Yeah, well, it, on, was a, it was a glorious time Josh yeah that's true yeah. glorious yeah. time there's money
4: and Soprasada all over the place how could anybody be sad
2: <laughs> that bread oh that Italian bread mm. alright well that's it for what minute is this minute Twelve. number 12 <laughs> tune in tomorrow for Goodfellas Minute number 13 until then you can check us out on Twitter at Min and on Instagram at Goodfellas Minute as well as Facebook at Goodfellas Minute and you can find everything links to social media all the previous episodes everything else at goodfellowsminute.com. if you have any other questions or, or observations that you've made, you can email us at contact at goodfellowsminute.com. And Pete and Alex, folks can find you at starwarsminute.com. And what's the Beatles one?
4: Alphabetical.com. .com.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, until tomorrow, that wraps up this week's Goodfellows Minute. Goodfellows Minute. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: or will I go from rags to return? My fate is on.
4: But can you give me two seconds to refill my water and yeah, go for maybe it. get a slice of a giant Italian sandwich? Ooh.